Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, we want to thank you for joining the online service. If you're, if you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, if you're in the Riverside, San Bernardino, Los Angeles County area, we want to invite you to grow with us, join us, be blessed with us as we navigate and are led through the Spirit of God and His Word. Now on Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. we are fasting and praying and seeking God for guidance. The Bible says that some things come through prayer and fasting. And I know that there are some things that you certainly have need of, as all of us do. And so we're on Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're fasting. It's every Wednesday throughout the rest of this month. And we're also casting our net. And we need your prayers as we pull in the live catch. And if you have questions or desire uh, fellowship or, or, you know, I want to encourage you to visit us at ConnectingTruth.org. That is ConnectingTruth.org. And... Provide us with information. Click on the contact page and send us a message of, of your question or, or the fellowship, your time, your service. And if we're in the area, we're available. And we certainly would like to join in and just be there to be an encouragement to you, to the pastors. And, you know, certainly that God's will is done in all of our lives. And so again, visit ConnectingTruth.org and send us information regarding your events or your question. Now we're preparing for 2024 and that is three great nights of Pentecostal service. You know, uh, time is going by pretty fast and next thing you know, it's going to be here. And if you look at our, our, our website, you'll see the countdown to that because we're excited about what God is going to do. And I hope you're excited as well. I hope you're walking with expectations of whatever may be transpiring in your life, whatever is going on, that you still hold on to your expectations of God's greatness. God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. At this time, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love and your mercy. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord God, for how you are blessing your people, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for uh, for 
blessing us to open our eyes up today with a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy that you have given us on this day. This is the day that you have made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I ask that you would bless each one that is listening near and far. Lord God, those that are walking into the sanctuary. Lord God, those that are preparing to be on their way. Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the increase. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us to, Lord God, and for the outreach. Thank you, Lord. Lord, and we ask that you would bless each one. Lord, you know the needs of your people, Lord. You know the need of everyone. Lord God, you have the answers that is necessary for the questions of today. Lord, we pray that you would crown our heads with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, we need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your understanding. Lord God, we know that your favor, Lord God, goes a long ways. Lord God, but your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will, Lord God, carry us even further and help us to maintain what the favor that you give us. Lord, thank you. Lord, we bless you, Lord God. Lord, continue to take us further into your service, Lord. Help us to understand your word. Help us to apply your word, Lord. Help us, oh Lord God, to live up to your expectations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, wherever you are, you know, maybe you're just starting your day. Maybe you're ending your day. Or maybe you're like us. And, you know, you might be in the middle of your day. But we want you to give God praise. Whatever is going on in your life, we want you to know that that God still deserves a praise. He still deserves to be honored and magnified, uh, lifted up. The Bible tells us that if he be lifted up, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. Let's lift him up. You know, there was a song saying, saying, lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift him up for the world to see. Said if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. At this time, we're going to have an opening scripture, and then we'll go further into the service. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his, for his name's sake. Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the 
Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, I mentioned a little bit of that song, and so let's sing a little bit of that before we go into the Word of God. Um, you know, it's a very simple song, very simple. And, and so um, you may have heard it. If not, I'm sure that you'll, you'll catch on to it. That's a little loud there. You will catch on to it. And certainly... <laughs> Um, the songwriter said, lift Jesus higher, lift Jesus higher, lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. One more time. Lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. And, and that's what we're here to do is to lift Jesus higher, to lift him up. Not talking about lifting up the, the, the praise leaders. The praise leader is supposed to be lifting him up. The preacher is supposed to be lifting him up. The congregation is supposed to be lifting him up. If you didn't know it, uh, Jesus, God, is the audience. Yes, when you go to service, you, you might have a, a host of people there. But understand, he is the audience, not you. We kind of got it twisted. We, no, we didn't kind of. It's twisted. It's twisted. When we go to church, we are not the audience. God is the audience mm -hmm. the the drummer is there to play for the lord the singer is there to sing for the lord the magicians are playing for the lord you thought they was playing for you so that you could get your groove on uh, you thought they was playing for you so you get your you you went home and practice your dance your your 
you know, what you gonna do when you get there and you feel feel happy, you got your happy dance going, and you done figured out how you gonna, ladies done figured out how they gonna hold their skirt up, you know, so that you can see their shoes and, you know, and the brothers got their kick going and what they gonna do and how they gonna spin and everything. Yes, they have, because I've seen it. I know some practicing going on. But the God is the audience, not you. He's the audience. He's the audience. And then after all of that, after all of that, after all that bending and you you hear somebody else uh, uh, praising the Lord and so you want to be louder than them and after all of that, <laughs> after all of that is done, did the anointing destroy the yoke? Are you free? Are you free? It's about freedom. He said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Then there's a reason to rejoice. There's a reason to praise God. Matter of fact, God said, I'm even, and I'm paraphrasing this, I'm paraphrasing it. So don't, uh, don't, don't go searching for a scripture for it, but I can give you a scripture if you need one, that when someone is set free, when someone has stopped doing what is wrong, God gets moved. And the Bible said there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels. There's rejoicing in the presence of the angels. So if you want to move God, uh, let's, let's go on here. Listen, we, we're going to, we're going to go on and, and, and we're going to, we want to magnify the Lord. We, we have another service to attend at 11 o'clock. So we're not going to be, be long uh, here, but but God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, and so um, and so let's 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 magnify the Lord. You know, I don't know where you are right now, but here we got hot, humid weather, which you know, and it's raining. Surprise caught everybody off guard. The rain is coming down, and everything. But I'm waterproof, and I hope you are too. You know, so <laughs> everybody's not water, not waterproof. And I, I know they don't want the water to touch their hair either. You know, so use an umbrella, use a hat. But uh, the, the songwriter said, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made.
you. I'm hoping that you feel the way that I do. Regardless of what you might be facing, regardless of what you might be thinking, you know, understand something that how a person thinks is their reality. You might see it one way, they see it another way. It is their reality. Now, you need to understand that because when you are talking with someone and there's a disagreement, you need to understand it or approach the situation that that is their reality. So you're not going to win that argument or persuade them differently until you understand their reality, because then it changes your approach, or at least I hope it would change your approach. Now, if you if you uh, emotionally driven, which uh, they say the term, the definition of hard headed is being emotionally driven. Or if you are not logical and you just don't want to give, you just being stuck, then you're not going to then, you know, but a wise man, the Bible said a wise man will hear and increase their learning. So, you know, one of the things that we're praying and fasting about is wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is not used to showboat. You know, knowledge is not used. You, you know, now uh, uh, the Bible tell us that I was thinking about because there are some some people that have reached high levels of learning, reached uh, certain degree levels, you know, and so and, and applaud them for that because they've graduated in different things. 
And the Bible says that in the last knowledge would increase. And we've had a fluctuation of knowledge. A lot of knowledge is available right at your fingertips. Right at, is it at your fingertips? Yeah. It's right at your fingertips. You got a lot of knowledge that is available. It didn't say wisdom was included in that. It just said knowledge. So people have knowledge. It don't mean they have wisdom. Don't mean that they know how to use it the right way all the time. All right. That's something, a conversation for another day. But if you got wisdom, God can take the unwise and confound the wise. Yes. And he's done it already. He's done it already. And so uh, let's turn our attention to the word of God. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. If you would just, wherever you are, if you can, just, just lift your head up and give God a wave. Just, just give him a wave. Lord, here I am. And, and God is saying, I see you. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. I see you. Uh-huh. See, I'm mean, waving right back at you. Just just know that there's nothing you can do that that you're not going to reap back. The Bible said, be not uh, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man so that shall he also reap. So if you bless the Lord, then you are going to be blessed back. Uh huh. And when you say when you speak to God, he's not going to ignore you. He's going to speak back. He's going to speak when he's ready to speak, but he's going to speak back. Yes, he is. It may be immediately. It may be uh, later on. It could be a couple of days and all of a sudden the light comes on bing, and, and you realize that, wow, that was awesome. A revelation, a breath, a breath of fresh air just just blew your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Savior. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. I, I, I feel a shout. I feel a shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, I love the Old Testament. I love uh, Genesis to Revelation, but I love going into the Old Testament, seeing what God has to say. And so did the apostles. So did Christ himself. They went through the Old Testament. That's where that sermons came from. That's what they taught and preached on and exhorted the coming of the Messiah was from the Old Testament. That's what they had. That's what they used. So as we read the word of God, as we read, as you're reading the word of God, it's confirmed. The Bible is constantly confirming itself. Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says, when thou goest out to battle, against thy enemies. I don't have to ask if anyone have any enemies because I think all of our hands will go up. I'm not talking about the person next to you either. The person that you, that you work with, they're not your enemy. But when thou goest out to battle against your enemy, your enemy could be finances. You know, money is funny and it's not a laughing matter. The enemy could be something emotional that you're dealing with, that you are dealing with 
with self. It could be something, a mental challenge. It could be something educational that you find to be challenging. I don't want to talk about the person that may be uh, harassing you, may be disturbing you because there is a spirit behind that, driving that person to act that way. They're dealing with their own challenges. So let's let's not put a physical person in the equation, but know that that this is a warfare. That there is a battle that goes on. The Bible said, when thou goest out to battle against thy enemy and seest horses. See the chariots and the people more than I when the situation seems overwhelming. There are things that happen in our lives that appear to be overwhelming. And for the sake of argument, they could be. It could be mo um, monumental. It's overwhelming. You look out and you see 20 of them and it's one of you. When thou seest the horses and chariots and the people more than thou, be not afraid of them. <laughs> Pastor, what do you mean don't be afraid of them? It's 20 of them. It's 20 of them. He said, don't be afraid of them. We look at situations and, 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 and it can cause you, when you look at the situation too long, it can cause you to be afraid, huh? It caused you to be un, un, made uneasy, disturbed. But he said, be not afraid of them, which means that you have to, we have to maintain ourselves. There used to be a commercial that said, don't let them see you sweat. And so it, take, it may take a little practice, but you don't have to let people see you sweat. You don't have to allow them to see you. The Bible gives us a good reason why. It says, for the Lord God is with thee. The Lord is with you. You have to remind yourself that, that the Lord is with me. He's with me. I know he is. He's with me. And you may have to tell yourself that more than one time. Uh, yes. Don't, so don't, don't feel bad about that. And don't let nobody make you feel bad about that. You, you have to talk to yourself sometime. You have to keep encouraging yourself sometime. Because there may not be anyone else around you to encourage you. Or to give you a word or give you something that you want to hear. Because we get in, we get into those situations where, where I, I really don't want to hear that, or the person that's telling it to us, you may not want to hear from them, but you want to be encouraged. I'm just being real. That's all, I'm being real. You may not admit to some things, but but I will. It, it may be a reason why you don't want to that what they're saying does not uh, have any impact on you. 
But God said for the uh, the Bible is telling us Moses is reiterating for the Lord thy God is with thee. Which brought you up out of Egypt. So God has already delivered you once. He already brought you up out of Egypt and the, and he goes on to say, and it shall be when you go come nigh unto the battle. So you got to be involved. When you come nigh unto the battle that the priest. When I when I read this, I got excited. That the priest, the minister, the pastor, the evangelist, whomever God is using in that moment. The priest shall approach and speak unto the people. The, the minister is going to go forth like I'm doing right now. And speak to everyone that is listening. Those that are going to hear it later, because sometimes uh, those that are right up front, those that are present, hear what is being said. And then the word has a trickle effect. It begins to move through the crowd. It begins to move through the audience and then find its way to you. And you, you were at the back of the building. You might have been in the bathroom. You might have been at work. You might have been somewhere else. And the word gets to you. A ready, a, a, a word, a ready word in due season. And the priest shall uh, speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel. You approach this day into battle against your enemy. You're facing your enemy. You're going to deal with this situation. But and my word to you, which God has given is let not your heart faint. Don't fall apart over the situation. Oh, bless you, Jesus. He goes on to say, fear not. It might look fearful. It might want to make you afraid when you begin to, to think about the situation. You begin to think about, oh, man, I, well, you know what? I, I just got I got laid off from work or I got terminated, you know, or uh, whatever occurred. You know, I, I lost what I had. And, and that can that's a big umbrella because it can cover a lot of things of, of loss. You know, I'm dealing with I got to face this on tomorrow because this is the weekend here. And so tomorrow I've got to deal with this. I got to make a phone call tomorrow or I got to go to a meeting tomorrow. I got to deal with this. And he says, let not your heart fail. I, I, I want to encourage you that as you face your enemy, don't fall apart. Don't fall out. Don't just lay down and die. But don't be afraid. And do not. Do not. What my preacher say? Do not. Do not tremble. We're not gonna be walking around tripping and carrying on and you know and, and trembling. Eating up our fingernails and you know biting our toenails for those of you that do that and carrying on. No, we're not gonna be trembling. We're not gonna go through. We're not gonna be eating and just binging on everything. 
just just eating up stuff, just eating it up because we're afraid. And he said, be not ye terrified because of them. So you're not going to be trembling. You're not going to be all terrified or anything like that for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you. When you step out of this, if I say nothing else, if I give the benediction right now and you walk out this building, you turn off the, 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 the broadcast, you should remember that the Lord, your God, is with you. Not only is he with you, but he said to fight for you against your enemy to save you, to save you, to preserve you, to keep you so that you stay alive. Want to talk a little bit about this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You just tell yourself, think about your situation. Know that this too shall pass. You ought to tell yourself this too. This too is going to pass. Whatever you're dealing with is going to pass. Now I know I, I, I won't be able to deal with all of this today. But pray with me, pray for me. That we will all we'll get a little more out of it. We'll get a few more kimbles and bits. The phrase to or term and it came to pass is stated nearly 500 times in the King James Bible edition. It simply means that something exists now. Your situation exists right now. It's present. It's here today. At this time, at this very moment, you're dealing with this. Now, this term, it shall come to pass, differs because it means that something is on its way. Right now, the and, and is used to connect words and meaning, it's used to connect parts of speech, clauses and sentences to be joined, and is used to introduce uh, additional comments such as the Lord brought me out and he took me through that to bring me through this. When we look at the word this, this is used to identify a specific person, thing or experience, this. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with my child that is allowing that spirit to use them. You remember, you, you uh, don't attack the child, attack the spirit. Don't attack the person. Deal with the spirit. You deal with that with through and your fasting and praying and seeking God and, and praying for them. Your child is not a devil. Your husband, your wife is not a demon. You're dealing with the spirit that is using them. That spirit need to that has them oppressed or depressed. 
that is has to be cast away and not permitted to come back. Not permitted to come back. Jesus healed the young man, healed the man's son. And in healing him, he commanded the spirit not to ever enter into him again. Yes, not to ever enter into him again. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. So a person can be delivered and the thing that they were delivered from can return. So it has to be bound that it cannot enter in again. We can also assure that we are not found in a situation again. This is used to identify a specific person, thing, or experience. When we look at the word to, this to, refers to a higher than desirable, a permissible situation, or possibly even an excessive situation. This to, this is excessive. So, I'm reminding you, myself, and, and everyone that hears the person, the thing, the experience, the undesirable, the, uh, the, the lawful or unlawful discomfort, the excessive act that troubles you, this too shall pass. And it came to pass is used as a conditional statement as we in Deuteronomy. 28, one says, and it shall come to pass if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. This is relevant to us fighting the battle. This is relevant to us existing and God fighting for us and not being afraid because we are keeping a hold, a, a, a grip on the word of God, which I command you this day that the Lord your God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And it shall come to pass means when you find yourself in the situation and you will find yourself in some form of an opportunity, opportunity, excuse me, an opportunistic moment. You'll find yourself in a situation that that has crept in. When you find yourself standing at the door of truth or dare. Do you choose door number one? Or door number two? Do you choose what's behind the curtain? Or hold on to what's in your hand you know uh we used to sing a song hold to his hand god's unchanging hand hold to his hand god's unchanging hand and so we hold on to his hand or do we let go or do we let go of his hand you're going to hold on to what is important to you. 
the psalmist makes this declaration about his a personal preparation. We're making personal preparation in this moment. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. He takes the time to establish a platform to stand on, a platform that is fortified. He believes in God's word so much that he says, I, I've taken your word and I've embedded it within the fibers of my being. I've placed your word at the core of my existence, at my heart, so that there is something for me to lean on when it comes to pass. When things show up, so that I do not get outside your will, that I don't sin against you, that I don't become afraid, that I don't become terrified because I have your word and your word is enough for me. The Bible lets us know that bad things happen to good people. Uh-huh. Well, I've been good, you know, so good. I can't tell it all. I, I've been so good. But listen, bad things do happen to good people. The Bible said there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. One that feared God and eschewed evil. He wasn't playing around. I admired Brother Job. Brother Job said that 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 he feared God. He feared God in such a way that and he thought about how good God has been to him. He thought about what God has blessed him with a wife, children, sons and daughters, servants. A few kibbles and bits, something here, something there. And he said that he made a covenant with his eyes. He made, he made a covenant with his own eyes that he's not going to be walking around looking at other women. I, I have somebody at home. So why am I going to be looking at her? I got somebody at home and look how I've been blessed. You, you have somebody at home. Why are you looking at that man or looking at that woman, comparing them to what you have? You know, what did they say? A bird in a hand is better than two in the bush. By the time, is that right? That's it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> One of the young people shaking their head like, I ain't never heard that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> but some of you have, and you know the sense behind that. Listen, the Bible said there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. Before the Lord and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Have you thought about Job? Remember, Job is one that, that hates evil, and he, Job got himself together. And we don't know how long it took him to get there. We don't know what it took, the sacrifices he made, the things that he had to change in his thinking, but he arrived there, just like you and I. 
Then Satan answered, because God said, have you considered him? There's none like him in all the earth. Perfect man, upright, one that feared God and ensured evil. Then Satan answered in the Lord and said, do Job fear you for nothing? And he throwing, he, he casting salt, he throwing stones, he saying stuff. And, you know, he, he's only doing that because because he got it going on. Take away for it. Take take what he take, 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 take it away from. Him and see what he do. See if his attitude change when when he don't have that that car. See if his attitude change when he lose his home, when when, it, when his wife is acting crazy and when the children is is is, is messed up. Uh, see what happens. See how Job acts then. See what goes on with him when his friends and everybody start tripping with him. And you find out who your friends are. You find out people that talk to you when things was going well are distant. You ain't heard from them since things went south. Listen. He's going to say, you put a hedge around him. You've been protecting him. Move that hedge. And the Lord moved the hedge, told him you can touch it, but don't touch his soul. All souls are mine. Don't touch his soul. The Bible goes on to say there was a day. There was a day. When you take the word, there was a day, you can say it came to pass. If Job was here, I believe he would say that. I think he would, would be loose. He lost his daughter. He lost his sons. He lost his servants. He, he lost his friends and, you know, the plenty uh, that he had was now gone. It came to pass when. When. When paints another picture. When. It represents the, uh, the occurrence of change. Things change. When I get a job, it, it changes things. When I get married, it changes things. When the baby comes, it changes things. When we all get together, it changes everything. It's the cherry on top. It's the cherry. It's the ultimate. When we all get together. Our thought dictates the test. When we're dealing with things. How we think, remember our thoughts, our reality of how we think, the process and how long it may last. And this too shall pass. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, when I move at a regular pace. Now, remember something. Uh, the psalmist says that when we're in trouble, now there's two options here. You can either walk through the trouble because you, you can't avoid it. It's not going nowhere. When you look to the right, there's the trouble. When you look to the left, there's the trouble. And you look behind you and you look in front of you, there's the trouble. And so you have to walk through it. When you walk through the trouble, you're going to take a regular pace. You're going to lift up and sit down one foot in front of the other. You're not going to have both feet hovering. You're not going to slide through this, but you're going to pass through it. Walking, you, you may you may even be escorted through the trouble, but you're going to have to go through it. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. The Bible said "Thou will revive me. 
Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemy and thy right hand shall save me. And this is God speaking. Remember in Deuteronomy, he said, don't, don't be fearful. Don't be troubled. Don't let your heart faint. God is going to fight for you. He's with you and he shall save you. The psalmist is reiterating that God will revive, strengthen you. Going to his right hand, his strong hand is going to save you. This too shall pass. This too meaning I've been through some things before. Maybe not have, may not have been like this, but it's still a form of trouble. Uh, but I also remember that, uh, and if you ever have trouble, you need to look back. Look back at where God has brought you from. Look back that uh, at the time that it, it was trouble and it looked like and it felt like, but God brought you out. That when I thought about it, when I held on to God's word, you, you look back at the trouble and you can say that you've been there, went through that, done that, and recall how God brought you out, brought you out of the valley, brought you out of the lion's den, brought you out of the fiery furnace, took you through the valley of the shadow of death. And no one is immune from trouble. There is no spiritual or physical resistance for trouble. Big trouble, little trouble, any trouble. Uh, but what we can do is submit ourselves. You cannot resist because there's no immunity from it. But there's one thing you can do. The Bible tells us that we can submit ourselves unto the God of our salvation. We can submit ourselves to God. And we can resist the devil. And the Bible said he will flee from you. It tells us to humble ourselves in the sight of God, in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. Well, the Bible tells us that I will exalt thee. And so even in the midst of our trouble, we ought to exalt the Lord. In the midst of our thoughts and our situations, it may not feel good. It may not taste good. We may not understand but it doesn't mean that we cannot exalt the Lord. It don't mean that we can't lift Jesus higher, that we can't lift him up for the world to see. We don't have to walk around with our heads hung down uh, and our, until the point where our, we have pain in our neck and our bodies are starting to rack with pain and the anxiety of the situation. But we can exalt the Lord. He said, oh Lord, thou will has lifted me up and has not allowed my foes to rejoice over me. When we lift God up, we'll understand that he's not allowing the enemy to rejoice over you, to rejoice and say that they have the victory. No, we have the victory and it's through Christ. Oh Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and you healed me. You healed me emotionally. You healed me physically. You healed me mentally. I cried to you because I was over. I was starting to feel overwhelmed. But then I looked toward the hills from which coming my help. I shook myself. Sometimes you got to shake yourself. Sometimes you got to stir up your own mind and remind yourself that God is your help. The Bible said that he is a present help in a time of need. And, and so sometimes we, we look for that present help. 
and we looking at it the wrong way. Uh, depend on his word and know that his word has been lifted up and is highly exalted above his name. And so therefore, if we hold on to his word and know that his word is standing strong, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall stand. He said, oh, Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou healed me. Oh, Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. You kept me alive, just like you said you would, that I should not go down into the pit. He goes on to say, and sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In, his, uh, in him is favor, and it is favor unto life. And he goes on to say, weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. So since I know that that it might uh, look like and what it might feel like, I have an understanding that it's not going to last. Trouble won't last always. I know that it might make me cry. I know that it might not feel good. But he said joy comes in the morning. The reason the joy comes is because I didn't let go of God's hand. The joy comes because I didn't give up on God's word. The joy come because I encourage myself. The joy come because I held on to what God has to say instead of what others said. Job could have listened to his friends and he would have fell all apart. He could have listened to his wife. He would have fell all apart. If he looked at the circumstance and looked at the situation, he would have fell apart. But he said, I'm going to trust in God. All my appointed time, I'm going to wait on him. I'm going to wait until God brings about a change. I'm not going to denounce God. I'm not going to stop praying to God. I'm not going to stop calling upon him, but I'm going to govern myself according to the word of God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to hold on to what God is saying. That's what Job did. He held on to what God was saying. He held on to the word of God. We got to hold on to his word. Corinthians says, for I have received of the Lord. Oh, my God, bless your Lord. You received of the Lord this morning. What God is saying. What did God begin? He said, listen, listen, listen. He said, when you go out to battle and you're going out to battle, you may already be in the, on the battlefield, may already be dealing with it. But he want to remind you, see, this, this is the huddle. This is the huddle right now. This is the huddle. So, so now in the huddle, when, when you go out, when we get out the huddle, and when you go out to against your enemy, and you see the horses and chariots and the people more than thou, uh, don't be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee which brought you out of the land of Egypt. God is with you. And you need to remember the deliverance that God brought you from. I was telling somebody, I ran into a pastor this morning when I, when I arrived. Um, and I was telling them about what God did for me 10 years ago, how God brought me out of a terrible situation and just and handed me what he handed me. And after God hands it to you, you have to work with it and you have to work for it as well. But what he handed me. And here I am today. And what God is doing today 
Bless you, Jesus. When you find yourself in the battle, you got to remember what God did for you, where he brought you from. You got to recall, he said, I brought you out of Egypt. So God delivered you. He already sent a deliverance. And then he said, when you go out into the battle, the priest, the priest, Pastor Carl, the priest is, is speaking to you today, telling you to listen. That when you step into the battle against your enemy, whatever your enemy is, whatever shows up going forward, don't be afraid of it. Now, now listen, understand something. Thank you, Jesus. Your fear could be going forward. Well, you know what? If I take a step forward to, to strive, listen, listen. When I take a step forward to strive into what I am trying to do, it seems challenging. Well, that challenge is your enemy, but it's also an opportunity. When we look at the challenge that we face, it is an opportunity. We like to jump and shout. I've been in services. Oh, God's going to show up and he's going to show out. And dun, 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 dun. the organ goes, the drums goes and everything. And But at the end of all of that, when you walk away, you got to embrace the fact that it is an opportunity. Okay. So that could be your enemy is challenge is that, okay, the opportunity. I don't want to, I don't want to listen. We were talking and I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close with this. We're talking about opportunities. Opportunities may discomfort you. Certainly when you get into the battle, when you get into a situation where you're dealing with things, you're discomforted by what's going on. Well, a little pain in your ankle, you're discomforted. Uh, finance, you're discomforted. You're discomforted by different things and in order, and you praying and saying, Lord, you got your little hum going on. Bring me out and all this kind of stuff. Well, I've heard, you know, the older saints, they, they pray like that. And, and so they got a little song going on as they're praying. But listen, your situation is an opportunity. And in that opportunity, it becomes discomforting. Yes, you're going to be discomforted. You're going to be discomforted. You, you're going to be made uncomfortable. It's going to disrupt you for you to achieve what you are looking for with God's help. Yes. And so when you go out, the Bible says that when you draw nigh to the battle, the priest shall speak unto you and say, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto the battle against your enemy. Don't be so, don't be discomforted. Let not your heart faint. You, you're not going to be discomforted. You're walking with boldness, walking with boldness. You're not going to be discomforted. Matter of fact, here I'm telling you, I'm going to use another word for it. You're going to be arrogant that I got this because God's got it. I've got this because God's got it. Fear not and do not tremble. You, you're not going to walk around. You got to change your thinking. 
You're going to have to change your thinking. Neither be terrified because of them. Don't let no one intimidate you. Why? Why would you allow someone to intimidate you? What? Because they, they have on something that you're not wearing? You're going to let that intimidate you? Really? We, we could go down a whole list of, of things that appear, but why allow anyone or anything to intimidate you? People are impressed and deal with you according to your character. According to your character. What you are presenting from the inside out, not from the outside in. So he tells them, don't be terrified. Don't be terrified. This too shall pass. I'm going to stop right there. We're going to go on into another part of the service and my prayer. I, I hope I hope I said something that that encouraged your heart, that you will know and embrace that it's going to pass. This too shall pass. And you don't have to be afraid while you're in the passing of the situation. You don't have to be intimidated by anything. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can walk with confidence knowing that it's going to pass. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they shall comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yes, God's got you like that. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to go on and we're going to have we're going to have a communion an anointing at this time. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the book of Corinthians, the 11th chapter, thank you, Savior. Corinthians, the 11th chapter. It speaks to us regarding the communion of the Lord. It says, for I have received of the Lord. This is where I, I almost stepped into earlier. I have received of the Lord. That which also I deliver unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When you take communion, you're doing it in remembrance of the Lord. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. 
Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let every man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning. It's important that when you receive communion that you understand it's not bread, it's not wine. It is representing the, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that he might be, that we may not be condemned of the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tearing one for another, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you may not come together unto condemnation. The rest will I set in order when I come. Paul was dealing with the uh, with the uh, the best way I can put it is that they had become so comfortable in what they were doing. They had become comfortable in such a way that when they came together for communion, it became a potluck instead of a, a, a service in remembrance of Christ. And so uh, he addresses that and say, look, you you're in a rich, you're in a service unto the Lord, not a potluck. And you hungry, go home, go home and eat, wait till you get there. But don't do that here. And so he set some things in order. And so with that being said, we're going to uh, participate in communion unto the Lord. And while we're doing that, um, we're going to have a, a song that is being played for you um, as we go into our communion. So it won't be long as we prepare and come around for the communion. And so pray for us, set prayerfully in other words, uh, while you're listening to Fresh Start Worship at the mention of your name.
bless you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us in online service today. Thank you for God's, thank God for his goodness and his grace, his mercy. Know that this too shall pass. Whatever it is, is gonna pass. It didn't come to stay. Know that God is in the fight with you and he's fighting for you and he will save you. I'm not talking about just your soul salvation. I'm talking about whatever circumstances that you're bringing into the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, repeat after me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you.